Hey, this is Quentin Moore, and I'm the pastor of the Father's House, and this is our podcast. Thanks for joining us today. I hope the message inspires you, gives you faith, and lets you see that God is truly moving in your life. We hope you enjoy today's message. This morning, I, I am so amazed, aren't you, that God gives dreams to people. And I'm convinced that dreams determine that our destiny and our destination. That when God gives a dream, it places a desire in our heart for something that he has placed there, right? I promise you, all these kids went to bed last night with dreams of sugar plum, dreams. And they got up this morning and those dreams, most of you have already unwrapped them. You see, without people who can dream, Christmas is an impossibility. Christmas is born in the idea of dreams. And God has always communicated to us through dreams and angels and whispers and wind and thunder and lightning and stars and unseen voices, things that you could not rationalize or logically explain. I promise you that the entire story of God is done through the dreams of men and women. Abraham had a dream. And in that dream, there was a covenant that was cut as he walked through the blood of those, that animal. And he was given a mission about land and, and about descendants. Jacob had a dream. And in that dream, he saw a ladder to heaven with angels descending and ascending. And the Lord spoke to him and said, there's no place you can go that I will not be with you. His son, Joseph, had a dream. The one with the coat of many colors, he had that dream where people were bowing. And that dream is what led to the reality that God saved not only Israel, but also Egypt. God has always done everything by dreams. Gideon had a dream of bread that would break that famine. Solomon dreamed, and in the middle of that dream, Solomon heard the Lord say, Ask me anything and I'll give it to you. Daniel, who's in captivity, had dreams. And not only did he have dreams, but he was skilled at interpreting the dreams of the people. And Daniel would be the father of the wise men that would come to bring gifts to the Christ. Dreams. God has always worked through dreams. Joel said old men will dream dreams. In the book of the Bible, it says the prophets were dreamers of dreams. If you're going to be a prophet, you have to be able to dream. And then this psalm said that when we were delivered out of the bondage of Egypt, it was like we were in a dream. And that laughter filled our voice because God was great. This morning's gospel reading is about Joseph. And Joseph gets overlooked because of all the other characters there. And Joseph had this dream. There's little known about him. There's only 16 verses in the Bible that are even about him. And not one word that he said is ever recorded in the scriptures. In fact, he's discredited most of the time when they speak of his stepson, Jesus. And they say, well, isn't, isn't he just the carpenter's son? You have to understand that God chose Joseph because of some kind of character that he had. God didn't choose a priest. He didn't choose a scribe or a lawyer or a physician. He didn't choose an architect. He chose a carpenter, a humble man that worked with his hands, a humble man that was a craftsman, a man that was filled with virtue and integrity and loyalty. You see, God chooses people not because of how they look, but according to Samuel, because of what's in their heart. I think Joseph was chosen to be the stepfather of the Christ, to be the husband of Mary, because of the enormous role that fathers play in the formation of the children that are sitting in this room this morning. Every one of us have been shaped 
by the parentage, particularly dads, of the way we live our lives. I would ask a few questions this morning. What are you teaching your children? What kind of image of God are you portraying in their lives? What will our children and grandchildren say about us when we pass off this earth? It's obvious with the perusery reading of the gospel that, Jesus, that Joseph didn't believe Mary. I'm not sure about you, but I'm not sure I would have either. He didn't really believe about this work of the Holy Spirit. And it's obvious that he went to sleep planning on divorcing her. He went to sleep troubled and anxious and worried like many of us. But God breaks our anxiety and our confusion with dreams. Dreams that begin with, don't be afraid. And I do not believe that the angels scared Joseph. I, I believe that what scares most of us is the mission that God assigns to us. It's scary to marry a woman who's having these hallucinations about angels until you meet one in a dream. And in the midst of that dream, the Lord says, listen, don't be afraid to take Mary as your wife. Don't be afraid to have this moment. This morning, when's the last time God asked you something that really maybe started a journey of your life that was scary in the beginning? I remember several of those. Joseph would have four dreams that would determine the journey of Christ throughout his life and for you too. See, God had chosen Joseph to be a part of the plan of redemption for you. That Joseph would respond to a dream, 16 verses, and it would ultimately make way for you and I to be here this morning and know Christ as Lord. He asked Joseph to take in a child that was not his own, to be, if you will, a foster parent. You see, there's 400 foster children in America today. 37% of them will experience homelessness after the age of 18. And in the very beginning, one man who agreed to be the stepfather of the Christ changed the world. I wonder what we could do if we would listen to the dreams of taking care of another, even when it's hard to believe. Joseph did not dismiss the dream. Joseph responded to that dream. Maybe this morning there's dreams that you have forgotten or displaced or just flat dismissed. Martin Luther King gave the greatest speech given in the 20th century by saying, I have a dream. Dreams determine your destiny. Dreams determine your destination. Dreams can change the world. He wants you to dream. He wants you to participate in his dream for you. I'm here this morning because I share a dream. I'm here this morning on Christmas Day when many Christians are at home because I have a dream. I have a dream that God wants to manifest himself in our lives today. That just as he manifested himself in Bethlehem 2,000 and some years ago, that he is the God that made a promise to be with us when we gather together. That there's no way to run away from that dream. I have a dream that just as Christ was born in Bethlehem, I have been born again. I have a dream this morning that just like he created the world with a word, that just like he came into Mary's womb and filled her womb with the Christ, 
that just like he came upon them on the day of Pentecost and they begin to spread that word, I have a dream today that he wants to fill you and I with the same presence that he filled that womb with. I have a dream this morning that he wants to shed the love of God abroad in our hearts. I have a dream that that love would transform every soul in this room to become the image and the likeness of God in this world. That the same way he was, we are to be today because of the transforming power of that Christ that comes to live on the inside of us. I have a dream that the child that came from heaven wants to bring the heaven from which he came to the earth. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth. So many of my fellow believers are waiting to go to heaven when the truth of the matter is God wants heaven to come here. He wants the life that is there to be a part of our lives today. I have a dream this morning that it will be just as he said, that if we come together and forgive one another in the name of Jesus, that if we come together and love one another unconditionally, that if we come together and look not at the exterior, but at the interior and the heart that God has placed inside of us, that he promised to be with us. That his real presence, not something that's elusive, but something that's glorious and that's tangible. And that his glory that filled the temple in Second Chronicles chapter 5 because they blew a trumpet. That that same glory is here this morning because we chose to get up and believe the fact that because Christ is born and Christ has died and Christ is risen and he'll come again. That he's here this morning to deliver, to heal, to set free. And the greatest of all miracles can come together when we defy what the world says and listen to the dreams that he's given. I have a dream that the same bread of life that lay in a manger is the same bread that lays on that table. The same Christ that was in a trough to be eaten is the same Christ that's on that table because he said, this is my body and this is my blood. And that's a dream to believe that he is present with us today in the breaking of the bread and the pouring of the wine. Can I tell you, the churches that are gathered together today are people that believe the body and the blood of Christ are present on that table. The people that believe in something else are not gathered together. What separates us is that the real presence of God is here this morning when we say, in Jesus' name. I have that dream that that It's what will change the world and not some doctrine about, but some demonstration of who Jesus is. That's the dream that brings us together on this morning. That's the dream that can determine our destiny. That's the dream that can change the course of humanity, that can alter the face of the world. I believe in that dream, in the real presence of God. The presence that is not in an emotional, that is not a doctrine, but is a demonstration that the Word has become flesh and has dwelt among us. And that that Christ is in us this morning. And that we can expect God to heal this morning. We can expect God to break addictions this morning. We can expect God to deliver us from thoughts of evil. We can expect God to change our lives. And so we've come this morning not just to celebrate something in the past, but to experience his presence in the now. Amen. Amen. And amen. How many came for that this morning? Isn't it fitting that we would come to his table 
before we go to ours. Isn't it fitting that we would ask God to feed us eternal food before we would eat earthly food? Isn't it fitting that he said, if you eat this and you drink this, you will have eternal life because he is that life. Amen? Amen. Stand with me this morning. Look at someone on your left and someone on your right and say, in the name of Jesus, he died for your sins. In the name of Jesus, you are forgiven. Amen? The Bible says, whosoever sins we forgive, they are forgiven. Maybe we ought to stand here and just say, Father, in Jesus' name, forgive our neighbors. In Jesus' name, forgive those that have harmed us. In Jesus' name, may the mercy of God be upon everyone in the entire world. For he came to save the world. Amen? Amen, amen, amen. Give the Lord another shout this morning. Hey, I hope the message truly inspired you today. If it did, do a couple things for me. Subscribe to our show and it'll just drop right into your feed and you can stay current with all that we're doing. The second thing is, is if you've been impacted by this ministry, you can click the link right there in front of you and you can become one of our givers and that'll help us to keep spreading the gospel and the good news around the world. Everyone needs to hear the good news right now, maybe more than any other time. So God bless and I'll see you next time. Yeah.